Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the plague. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. In six points for passing touchdown leagues, Aaron Rodgers was a top 12 quarterback per game, eight straight seasons until last year. He was 23rd, 23rd per game. He was really bad last year for fantasy, but he is now on the New York Jets. Welcome to the bonus podcast, everybody. I am Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg, and the Jets are acquiring Aaron Rodgers and the 15th pick and a fifth round pick from the Packers for the 13th pick, a second round pick, a sixth round pick, and a conditional pick in 2024. That's a second rounder now but will be a first-rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Ooh, okay. So, first question, where do we have Aaron Rodgers ranked in this shocking trade going to the New York Jets? Uh, Dave, you can you can go for it. I had Aaron Rodgers ranked as if he was a Jet to begin with. Uh, 10. That's my number. I am optimistic that we have not seen the end of Aaron Rodgers We've seen the end of Dave. Uh, geez, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Jamie, how about you? Uh, he's 12 for me. He's, uh, he's upgrading both. He's, okay. he's a low-end starter. Um, you know, he's in that group of guys with uh, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins. I guess you could put him in that same, you know, category with, you know, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, those type of guys. Um, low-end low number one guy, you know. So not, not a guy that's going to be a top-five quarterback again. I just don't think that's in the cards for him. Um, top 10, I think is certainly realistic given the opportunity of, of what he's looking at and hopefully being rejuvenated. You know, we've seen, uh, you know, you want to go back, let's say to Peyton Manning, you know, different, different iterations of guys, hall of famers, borderline hall of famers, guys who have changed teams that have had a lot of success, you know, in terms of somebody like Peyton and, and Tom Brady, you know, two of the best to ever do it. Rogers is obviously closer to them. than I think he is Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, you know, those type of guys. Uh, so hopefully, you know, changing teams will, you know, give him an opportunity to sort of kickstart the end of his career and, you know, have a, you know, nice little swan song here with a team that, as we talked about earlier today, has a lot going for it, especially if they can, you know, address some things on the offensive line. Did, did my connection just go Zach Wilson? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. But we heard most of what okay. you said. Big difference in the rankings would be Dak Prescott and Tua Tungabailoa. Jamie has Dak and Tua ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think much more upside with those two guys. And oh. Dave has Rodgers ahead of Dak and Tua. Dave, you don't agree with that uh, statement? Much more upside I, for Dak? I would Dak. agree that with Dak, I, I mean, I guess I agree with both. If Tua plays 17 games, then yes, he will absolutely have a chance to outproduce Rodgers. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of this. I think that Rodgers will be way more than a caretaker in Green Bay. He's got a shot to put up some huge numbers. Uh, with the Jets, I mean. With the Jets, yeah. You know, I, I had said that Rodgers was top 12 for nine straight years. It's probably more than that per game, but uh, he the, the 10 years ago is when he got hurt. So I was just using uh, you know his, his healthier years, I suppose. But anyway, it's been it's been a long time. We have an absolutely legendary packet of stats from our CBS Sports research team. 
So Rogers' first year in the league was or first year as a starter was 2008. In that stretch, the Jets have the worst touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers has the highest touchdown interception ratio in NFL history. So how about this stat? Rodgers could throw an interception on 351 straight attempts and still have a better ratio than the New York Jets since 2008. <laughs> that is incredible. They are desperate for this type of player, so I am so excited for the New York Jets. Okay, let's rank Garrett Wilson now, Dave. Uh, is he a top 12 wide receiver? I've got him as one. I'm excited about the potential. Um, toward the bottom of that list, I've got him 11th. I like him as a round two pick in full PPR. I think he's going to own the targets as long as the Jets don't add another good receiver. Jamie, top 12, Garrett Wilson? Uh, top 10 for me. You know, I, I think, again, you look at what he did last season when it wasn't Zach Wilson, and that's a great place to start. You know, so uh, prior to the the last couple of games, he was over 21 fantasy points per game with anybody but Zach Wilson. He ended up being around 17 points per game uh, with the non-Zach Wilson quarterback. So he's got that chance, you know, and, and I think, you know, you just look at it. Not that Elijah Moore was the most uh, productive receiver for the Jets, but I think they lose a little bit by trading out more for Lazard from a talent standpoint. The difference would be the rapport that Lazard has with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, Dallas think will matter. Probably some red zone opportunities may go Lazard's way that they don't go for Garrett Wilson. We know he's done a great job finding the end zone, but uh, Miko Hardman, I don't think that's necessarily uh, you know, end all be all to, to hurt what Garrett Wilson's ceiling could be. I'm going to guess they end up at this point keeping Corey Davis, you know, from what they're saying, the fact that they haven't cut him yet. So it makes the four receiver, you know, group looking like what it is right now. Um, the tight end production was was pretty consistent last year. I don't think that necessarily changes, you know, what they get out of Conklin and, and Uzama. Um, I think it's going to come down to, honestly, where, where Zach Wilson's ceiling lies is, is probably how good they run the ball. You know, and, and, you know, we saw some up and down games when Brees Hall was at his best, but, you know, take the quarterback play for what it's worth at that time. But I just think the sky's the limit for him. You know, he's got such a big ceiling, such an opportunity to be a superstar, and now getting a, a huge upgraded quarterback, you know, 10 might be too low. All right, let's go over to the Packers. By the way, if you want to get in our NFL draft contest, please email Thomas Schaefer. So it's thomas.schaefer, S-H-A-F-E-R, thomas.schaefer at paramount.com. thomas.schaefer at paramount.com. And there's no C in Schaefer. It's weird, I know. thomas.s-h-a-f-e-r. I guess, yes. Uh, Put NFL draft contest in the subject line. Here's what you do. You predict the top 10 in the NFL draft. The players. I don't care what teams they go to. Just tell me which players are being selected, 1 through 10, and you have to get the order right. I explained it for about 15 minutes, which is about 14 and a half too long on the earlier episode we did today. So that's all I'm saying about it. You have your instructions. You'll get in the podcast league if you get the most right. If there's a tie, we'll come up with a tiebreaker. Jamie, for the Packers, I think your, one of your bold predictions last year was that Aaron Jones would lead the team in receptions. Yes. We never revisited that. Do you know, have any idea what their reception totals were, the Packers, in, in 2022? I don't remember it, no. <laughs> Lazard, I got it. Lazard had 60, and Aaron Jones had 59. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got a total wild card here. We got Jordan Love under center, and uh, how do you see the top – Two or three. Top, like, give me a top three, you know, projection. Doesn't have to give me specific stats, but how you see it shaking out for the three best pass catchers for Green Bay. 
If you tell me the third one is, I'd love to know. Dobbs. Taking Aaron Jones out of the equation. No, no, Jones um, is in the equation. So yeah, be- I, I would I would say it's probably going to be something similar. You know, where the number one receivers around sixty to seventy catches. Jones is probably pushing for sixty again, and then you know we'll see what Romeo Dobbs, assuming he's the third guy, Christian Watson being the the first guy there. But uh, I mean, look, it's it's a young group. It's it's obviously a lot of inexperience, um, mostly at the quarterback position. You know, I'll go back to what Matt LaFleur said coming out of the owners' meetings where he was very glowing, understandably so, about Watson and, and, and Dobbs. You know, the fact that they're going to put more on Watson's plate. This is a team that's going to add to its pass-catching group because it's it's very, very incomplete right now. So they're they're rumored to be in on, on one of the rookie tight ends. They're certainly going to be, you know, coming out of the draft, I'm going to guess, with, you know, a receiver or another receiver. Um, so we'll see what, you know, happens with this entire group and how – how heavily invested they are in, in a rookie receiver. But um, I think Watson showed enough, you know, to, to, to feel comfortable about him as a number two receiver with upside. I think Romeo Dobbs showed enough and, you know, LaFleur addressed it that, you know, when he came back from the injury, he just wasn't the same guy, you know, so we'll see how that goes. But, you know, he made the comparisons to what his route running and certainly his, uh, his ability to get off the line of scrimmage, comparing it to Devontae Adams. He even said, I'm, I want to temper what I'm about to say, but, you know, they see some similarities there. So there's a lot to like about the opportunity for these two guys from a target standpoint. If Jordan Love doesn't fall on his face, and he seemed a lot better in his opportunities last year than he did in the early part of his career, not that he had a lot of those. So um, he's, a, he's a good number two quarterback to sort of fall back on if you're looking to take somebody with some upside. Uh, and these receivers, I think, are definitely going to be, you know, heavily targeted in fantasy drafts. Watson probably starting in round four. Dobbs, some are probably in the round seven, round eight range, depending on what the draft looks like. Uh, but two guys that have a big, big opportunity in front of them. Do you guys like Christian Watson or Drake London? Right now, Watson. They're two spots apart for me, Watson ahead of London. Do you like Christian Watson or Calvin Ridley? Ridley. Uh, Ridley right now. But Kirk? Watson over Kirk? Watson over Kirk. But close. Very close to those guys. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Dave, how much faith do you have in Jordan Love? As a number two quarterback, I will take a chance on him in a, in a super flex or two QB redraft because he's he's got upside. You've got to go back a few years to find the film of him playing really, really well. Um, it was his 
second to last year at Utah State, he was outstanding. I mean, he was making off-platform throws. He was accurate. He was running. He's got that type of potential. I do think this changes Green Bay's offense quite a bit. Don't be surprised if it's a little more run-centric. Definitely don't be surprised if Jordan Love runs a little bit more than what we saw from him so far. He's barely run, actually. I think like half of his carries have been kneel-downs in the National Football League. It's just a matter of getting him comfortable in an offense and having the receivers make plays after the catch. We know that that's something Christian Watson can do. I'm not so sure about Romeo Dobbs and whether or not he can do that. So I don't agree with him as as a seventh or an eighth round pick at this point. I do think that they are absolutely in play for Jackson Smith and the Jigba, which is crazy to me because for all these years, Green Bay didn't draft any wide receivers in round one. And the minute they send Aaron Rodgers out the door, they might go and do that at 13th overall. And it makes perfect sense for them to do so. And if JSN ended up there, that would change my opinion on Watson. Yeah. And it would make me very encouraged to go after Smith and Najigba as kind of that security blanket for Jordan Love. And I think Aaron Jones is so interesting here, guys, because over the last two seasons, Aaron Jones has six rushing touchdowns and A.J. Dillon has 12. And last year, A.J. Dillon got 12 carries inside the 10-yard line and Aaron Jones had two, I believe. So... If you can't rely on him scoring rushing touchdowns, well, he had five receiving touchdowns last year, Aaron Jones, and he had six the year before. And that, I mean, you you know just how many times we saw it, the chemistry that Rodgers and Aaron Jones had, you know, near the goal line and, and why you could not necessarily count on five or six passing or receiving touchdowns for Aaron Jones, but you could at least count on three. I, I don't know. If he's not the goal line back and he doesn't have that rapport with the quarterback anymore, I wonder if he's, I wonder if he's um, not exactly a trap back or anything, but just if he's going to suffer, if Aaron Jones is going to suffer from this, Jamie, what do you think about Aaron Jones, who, by the way, was RB eleven per game in non PP and full PPR last year, RB fifteen per game in non PPR. I think he still had an opportunity to be in that range. You know, I, I agree with Dave. I think they're going to lean more on on their running backs, uh, at least early in the season. You know, this is still. Keep in mind how this offseason has gone for them. You know, they, they work out the deal where he comes back at a, at a lesser, you know, salary to stay, um, probably with the idea that he's going to still be the feature guy. But obviously, A.J. Dillon's going to be a big part of it, so you're going to get a two-headed monster there in the backfield. But I also think that these are the easy throws. The system is still going to be the same. You know, so while however the throws look, however the play calls are made, it's still the same coaching staff, same group. And this is what Jordan Love has grown up in which is why they feel comfortable moving on from Aaron Rodgers. You know, so uh, I think this is hopefully, you know, a guy that's ready to step in and and still do some of the same things from what this offense will look like and the skill players will benefit from, hopefully not get, you know, negative results out of it. But I think you just look at Aaron Jones, if, if, you're, if you're viewing him, he's got to be put in the same category. Forget about how it's ranked as Eckler and Cook and Mixon and – Henry, you know, the guys that are getting older and the production is going to start to wane in some way, shape, or form. And so that's how you have to draft him. So I don't think we're seeing Aaron Jones getting selected in the first two rounds. Round three might be pushing it depending on the format, but that's where you're going to start to see him come off the board, you know. So he's still got a chance to be a high-end number two running back. I would put him in that category more than a number one guy. But he wouldn't surprise me in PPR if he gets there because I still think 50 catches is on the table given the way this offense looks. Dave, what's a better value, Aaron Jones in round three, let's say near the 3-4 turn, or A.J. Dillon in round seven? 
I'll take Dylan, especially if it's half or non-PPR. You're going to wait a little bit, get a running back who could still give you RB2 production throughout the year. And Jamie, same question to you. 3-4 turn for Aaron Jones or round 7 for A.J. Dillon? Well, it's easy in, in, in non and half, you know, so that that's the the no-brainer. But I, I think, you know, if if you're concerned about Jones, then you obviously should avoid him. But, I, I, I again, I think if you go receiver, receiver, and then this is the first running back you come away from in PPR, you should feel pretty good about that, you know. So it's not a bad, you know, opportunity to take a guy that's still – by whatever you think of Christian Watson, whatever you think of Romeo Dobbs, everything of Jordan Love, this is the best player they still have offensively right now. Now, Watson may have a higher ceiling because of his youth and the opportunity to get there. But until he gets there, Aaron Jones has already been there. You know, So I think you look at Jones right now still as the best player on that, in the, on that team. Jones had 1,500 total yards last year. You think he comes close to that this year? I think he can. I'd probably, you know, I'd probably say the ceiling is probably 1,400, but I, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if he's going to – Barring injury, it's still a good offensive line. It's still a team that's going to, you know, put him in a lot of key spots. And we're not exactly, you know, it's it's like, okay, can Jordan Love do this? Can Jordan Love do that? He can make this throw. He could throw it to the flat. He could throw a wheel route. He could throw those easy opportunities to his running back. It's not it's not difficult plays. And they are design plays. They design plays for their running backs. That's what makes Aaron Jones so good. 1,300 total yards and seven touchdowns. Do you blink at that for Aaron Jones? No. No, he should get that. Well, I the touchdowns are scary. That's where to I'm me. drafting him at. The touchdowns. He has been so far in Dylan's career. Aaron Jones has been a lot better than AJ Dillon. So he's yeah. AJ Dillon's going to have to run the ball better if they're going to justify him, you know, having a pretty even split of the carries because it was two thirteen to one eighty six in favor of Aaron Jones. And I think if you look at the stat sheet, it probably shouldn't have been. Uh, but we'll see if AJ Dillon has a bit of a breakout that we were hoping for last year. All right, just a few more questions here. I'm I seriously five to ten seconds on. Jordan Love. Uh, I think you guys called him a number two quarterback. Just Dave, maybe that was Jamie. Dave, give me five to ten seconds on Jordan Love. Number two quarterback. You could come away in your one QB redraft leagues with him as as a blue chip player. Dave, five to ten seconds on Alan Lazard and McCole Hardman. Hardman, I'm not drafting. Lazard is a bench wide receiver. Okay. And Jamie, well, both of you. Who's better next year, the Jets or the Packers? The Jets will have a better record, but they might miss the playoffs. The right. Packers might make the playoffs with a worse record. I say they. I say there's a chance both miss the playoffs. Jets with a better record than the Packers. And here's a fun comment from the chat. I saw Jamie on your motto the other day. <laughs> I can I wonder, beat that. I, I can beat that. Your motto is a road, uh, by the way. Dave's son. Um, I think I, I, and I apologize for this, but I think I met, if it's the same guy, I met somebody, I think his name was Ryan at uh, PDQ. And if he comments in the chats, I'll, I'll, I'll recall a few months ago. And I, I, I told him I would say his name on the air. I forgot. So it was the same Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Um, but uh, next time, Honk, say hello. I'm happy to talk anytime you want to. What is PDQ? What does it stand for? Um, Not the ending of this podcast. <laughs> Pretty dumb question. All right, yeah. we're out of here, everybody. Thank you for watching our bonus and listening to our bonus podcast. You can watch everything at youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Back tomorrow with Heat's Dynasty Show. See ya. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. 
For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.